Welcome back to Oki Podcast. On today's episode, I have two amazing guests. Um, they are Chris Hill and Julian Rowland. And we're just going to be on here talking about some scary stuff and some stories and getting in the mood of Halloween. So, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Noah and his Jay. Yeah. <laughs> so i know both of you well i know julian through work and we worked at river spirit together shout out river spirit <clears throat> but um and then i know chris from damn known you for a long time like mm-hmm. when i was a kid i guess yep yeah right. way back way, way back in the day yep. and we're here now as adults and tell some stories but first you know for the listeners that don't know you all kind of give a short introduction of you know where you're from and growing up and you know what what you're doing today and everything and yeah and we'll just kind of go from there well again i'd like to just first uh start off by by thanking russell you know for allowing me to come on today and you know, uh, I think it's a great honor to be here today to kind of talk to, you know, you and your, your people here. And um, again, for the ones that may not know me, my name is uh, Chris Hill. I'm a full-blood Muscogee Creek, and I'm from Okmulgee, Oklahoma. And um, I've uh, had a, a, a good good few years, I guess what you might say. You know, I've been truly blessed to... Uh, Work all over Indian country. You know, I've, I've visited Alaska, Canada, and all throughout the U.S. And uh, I grew up uh, there in Okmulgee, you know, uh, around my people. Um, and I grew up uh, a lot during the summer times around the Okima, Wetumpka area. And a lot of you uh, Muscogee people will, will know who I'm talking to, you know, from those areas. And uh, again, you know, uh, I come from the Hill family on my father's side. And on my mother's side, you know, they were Buckleys, you know, from that Wetumpka area. So again, you know, uh, just a little bit of history about myself. You know, I've, I've uh, grew up around those ceremonial people and, and elders within my tribe and always hearing those uh, honka stories or ghost stories. You know, and, you know, from a little little guy on up, even uh, even today, you know, I, I've been in different places, gotten a chance to visit. And, you know, uh, the, the thing I always like to hear, which most people that know me, my first question when I visit a different tribe or a different group of people is, what is your ghost stories? You know, what is your legends? You know, because you can learn a lot from uh, uh, people you know, that 
you know, I don't care what race, whether you're black, white, you know, even Asian, you know, uh, they all have these old stories, you know, and, you know, it's some of them are similar to uh, native stories, you know, and, and uh, again, you know, I grew up with these Muscogee stories and, and Seminole stories. And so, you know, again, you know, they were always something that was on my mind, you know, from a young guy even up to today. And, you know, I just find fascination with those things. And, you know, in the past 15, 20 years, you know, I've, I've uh, been able to develop, you know, different ways of, of uh, doing things with technology, you know, uh, from recording to uh, certain type of investigations. And so, you know, a lot of people through Indian country know me, you know, as, as a paranormal investigator. But I don't look at myself like that. I don't really look at myself as this uh, professional ghost hunter or however people like to refer to me. You know, I just am trying to answer the common questions that all of us have. And I know I'm taking up a lot of time, so I'm going to turn the time over to young Julian. Yeah. Uh, I was saying, Beyond Stunt, AZD. Good morning. My name is Julian Roland. I was born in Omogi way back when. And uh, it's classified. Uh, I grew up in Sepulpa. Uh, now I reside in Tulsa. <clears throat> uh, um, Uchi Creek in Cherokee, but I follow Uchi Way. Uh, not really known that well in Indian country, but trying to get my foot in the door, really trying to uh, figure out the cultural aspect. Because within the last couple of years, I've lost my way, and uh, that, that spirit come calling me back, so I'm trying to get back into it, uh, figure out where I came from before I realize what I know, or before I figure out what I want to do, uh, trying to keep the language alive, and I know there's mm. there's some others out there they are doing pretty well, uh, one of the guests that uh, I don't remember if you had him on or not. Keelan Bearpaw. He's he's picked up the language and he's he's running with it. Mm. Uh, Brent Dio. He he picked up the language. And man, there's there's just a bunch of them that are running with it right now. And hopefully, I can get back into it one of these days and become fluent again. Mm. Oh, Sandley. Mm-hmm. So you knew the language fully? I used to. You used to? Yeah, I kind of got away from it. And now, I, whenever someone, uh, they ask me if I know the language, I'll say just a little bit. Nah. Yuji Hale. Nah, Wahale. Not anymore. Not, not a lot. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's what it takes is 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 to 
sit down and and, and want to learn. I think that's great. You mm-hmm. know, I want to be encouraging on that because you know there's a you know there's a a lot of tribes out there today that are struggling. You know, and there's no interest. You know, and you know you've got other tribes out there. You know, trying to do everything thing they can to bring back those languages, and unfortunately, you know, they're at a spot where it's very difficult at this time. So, you know, I, I definitely agree. You know, I've again, I've been all over the country, but you know, the key to that is you know trying, you know, and, and you know also finding someone you can converse with, you know, and that's you know myself i struggle with that too you know i I know different languages out there and you know again i i haven't really been back home for i hate to say you know over 20 years you know so it's it's hard so i I really commend you on you know taking Mm -hmm. that initiative to trying to learn and anybody out there you know that's trying to do that so hope yeah, well, it takes a while, like, to try to, because I, I didn't care. Like, I just felt like I couldn't, um, I don't know, just, like, I, like, I didn't care, but then it felt like um, only, it felt like only certain people was a part of that, I guess, like, the language and all that, but I just never dove into it when I was younger, and I was just into other things, too. But, you know, same thing now. Like, I'm working with language now. So, I'm trying to learn it, too. And yeah. with Pawnee language, it's, like, kind of hard because it's not a written language. So, we have a lot of research to do and trying to get it out there and make it, make people, not make people, but show people that we need to preserve it and have it, like, just keep going on, you know, like, just... Um, trying to record it and do what we can to just have it forever because like I guess it was I think we're at the like where it was like almost like extinct I guess like we're at that like stage and there's certain like levels I guess to where it's um like Dene people like Navajos are they're still like low even though they're like really fluent like there's a certain god I forgot that what that thing's called but it's a it's a number system, I think, and I was it was I was having it explained to me, but I, I'm still new to this. I'm still learning, and I would think like so they're like still low too, even though like you see them like they have like what Star Wars and and their language, and they have like um they have really fluent speakers throughout their tribe and stuff, and they're still like I was like damn man, we have a long way to go, you know like but. At least we're trying, you know, at least we're yeah. trying and we're doing what we can. And, you know, shout out to my team, uh, Taylor, Zach, Ileana. You know, we're trying our best to uh, get our language out there and everything, get people involved. So bear with us. You know, we're, we're, if we're me and Ileana are like new to the group. So we're all trying to figure out stuff and master it and do what we can. So. But it'll get going. You know, it's it's a slow process. Right out the gate, I was like, man, we do this. and do, But it's all about, like, just kind of planning. Planning, I guess. And trying to get trying to get it um, 
just planned right, I guess. I mean, but more um, for me, it's more of like, fuck, let's just do it. Because <laughs> right now, like, that's what, that's how I am now. Like, it's just kind of like a, just do it and see what happens kind of thing. But, you know, language is so precious. You know, you have to yeah. plan it and make sure that everything is right so that nothing won't go right. Nothing won't go wrong, you know. So, so yeah. Shout out to those guys, my team. Um, well, it's not my team, but <laughs> I'm a part of that team. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's not my team. It's uh, it's a team like we're all in. So, my, my uh, I don't know co-workers i don't know i don't really know we're just a team we're the avengers i guess <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i was keen that way he was yeah, going with avengers. that like, hey, yeah we're avengers, avengers. yeah uh, we're the avengers <laughs> we're the we're the a-team <laughs> i'm mr t <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> no but uh yeah yeah, man. Keep it going. Maybe you can hook up with Keelan. I haven't had him on yet. Uh, me and Thomas talked about having him on. Yeah. But, like, we've all been, like, super busy. And I've been trying to get this other thing going called war the war party. So the war party is where we all just sit like this. And then we're hooked up to my GoPro. And it's streaming, like, live. And then we're watching a fight. And we're just, like, not commentating. We're just talking, like, talking about it and just maybe commenting and just commenting about like other stuff too. Like, I mean like, like fight companion, but the native way. So I have like baloney out here and, um, mm. ah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. but yeah, I have yet to start that yet. Uh, I told Thomas and Wes about it, but dang, man, I've been so stacked up with stuff. Like maybe, maybe next month we'll do it. I don't know. So, but yeah, Hit up Keelan. Who's the other guy? Brent. Uh, Brent Dio. Isn't he a comedian? Yeah. Okay. I'm, he I'm, was on a Toke I'm, Signals podcast. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I know that name from. So. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, he, I remember him saying he was really big in the language and stuff. Oh yeah, he's he's picked it up and man, he moved a lot faster than I did with the language. Because when when I started doing it, I was about eleven, twelve. And uh, at that time, we had about five or six uh, first language speakers. And I didn't truly take pride in going to those classes every day after school, probably until a few years down the line. And then I realized that after we lost one of our elders, uh, his name Henry Washburn, uh, his YouTube name was Gosse. And... Um, it wasn't until around that time that's when I realized we don't. He was our last uh, male first language speaker, and so we we got to pick it up and carry it the rest of the way. And um, just recently, within the last month or two, uh, we lost our very last uh, first language speaker, and uh, we called it Golaha. But. During during that service, I realized that just because we lost our last first language speaker isn't the end of the world because with my son and all these other uh, kids that are being born now, all the kids that are growing up, they're all first language speakers now. So it's like that new generation and they all 
speak YouTube probably more so than English. Mm. And it's like I'm proud of the just seeing the uh man, I don't even know what you would call that. The uh progression. Just I'm proud of seeing the progression through the language from where I started to what it is now. And there's there's been setbacks throughout the way or throughout the time, but I'm proud of where it's at now. I'm, yeah. I, I think that's uh, awesome. You know, I know, um, you know, like you were talking about progression. I thought, yeah. dang, is that Indian word? No, no. <laughs> but so dang, he's using big words up dang. here. Well, progression, no, Webster. Oh, I read that here. dictionary. Before I, I, I was had to look it up yeah. for a second. No, Google over here. God. The glasses. Uh, no, <laughs> but uh, you know the thing I like about you know you learning that. You know, and one thing that needs to be said, you know, I, you know, I can't speak for any other tribe, but I know for my Muscogee people, you know, that language is very important, you know, even in our songs and in our dances. You know, if you don't, whether you go to church or whether you go ceremonial ground, you know, those songs that they sing have a lot of meaning. They, they say a lot of things. And, you know, and, and long time ago when we had those traditional grandfathers and grandmothers that told us these stories you know um, they told them in our our language and it had more meaning and it taught you things you know just like this topic today you know that we want to talk about is spirits or or uh, whatever you want to call it you know wanakes or honkas or or you know whatever uh indian word you have for it you know that has more meaning to that. It just doesn't talk about just a spirit. It talks about, you know, so many different things. So, you know, whatever tribe you are out there, you know, I encourage you to try to go back and find these things because there's a lot of meanings to a lot of those stories. You know, a lot of these sicknesses and the things that we have on our Indian people today could be easily resolved if we went back and learned certain things and this is a totally different topic but again you know i want to encourage this young man to continue striving to to study you know whatever language he's studying yeah. even even if it is that english no hey. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's one guy i'd like for you to uh bring on his name is ryan hill and uh, I kind of view him as my mentor in the language because throughout the years before he showed up, it was kind of just the same thing over and over and over. And to the point where I only knew, like I go every day, but I only knew a few words because the same thing just drilled into my head. And when Ryan showed up, he brought in like a different point of view, different, um, let's see, different teaching styles. And so that's why I view him as one of my mentors in the language because he, he brought out or he kind of challenged you and then he would uh, just get you to repeat what he says and see if you can add to it. And we'd just go around the table and uh, say a few different phrases, uh, tell somebody do this, do that. Or if they ask you this, you know what you're saying or just – basic uh communication skills 
uh, whenever we get there in the morning. Uh, we just go over like what we did the night before, what we ate, did we shower, what did we sh- or what did we wash, and uh, he yeah he was pretty important in my journey through the language. I, I'd commend him for that. I think that's awesome. You know, I know uh, a lot of people, they, they joke, you know, but I, 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 I want to say, you know, whatever it takes to encourage your youth to learn the language. I know uh, you'll hear Indians say, I don't really know my language, but I know all the nasty words, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not saying, you know, you should, you know, get on to them, but at least they're encouraged to to take that self-knowledge of of the language so you know you know build on that you know say well other than nasty words let's go and you know try to put a sentence together yeah. you know and so you know to me that that's awesome so you know i really yeah. again just want to say good yeah. words to you and nice. try my best a little bit to encourage you in that good way maybe maybe next time i see you you might know a little bit more oh yeah know. yeah I I know a bit. I know I know a little bit, but it it comes and goes. And then there's some things that I've written down, but I never was able to translate. And just going through everyday life, there's certain mm-hmm. phrases that I try to figure out. And I'll reach out if I don't understand it. But then other days I know everything that I remember. Mm-hmm. I always I always crack up because no matter where I go in the United States, I even was even in Alaska, you know somebody knows at least one creek word, and you know wherever I go I might hear fumby or chibo, you know, you know <laughs> and you know they're negative, but you know still yet you know I'm still proud that they're trying to communicate with me, even though so yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. should make a group. You, Brent, Keelan, and Ryan. Yeah. Make an Avenger group. Like I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to reach out to him. Ryan, Keelan, Brent, if you're listening. I've met Keelan. Brent added me. I haven't met Ryan. Yeah. If you guys are listening, hit up Julian. He's down to work. He's down to do whatever he can to help preserve the language. Get the crew back together. Get them, with the hit them up. Make a little Facebook messenger group and start. Because it sounds like they're all fucking knowledgeable, knowledgeable as fuck. Like, oh yeah. Um, do they like? Do they work together? Uh, I know Brent works under Richard Grounds in Sepulpa. Uh, Ryan, I believe he's with the group in Kellyville. Uh, I'm not sure about Keelan. Uh, I do know he worked under Richard. I don't know if he still does. Is that the Uchi? I mean, are all these guys Uchi yeah. speakers? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very impressed with the See. Uchis. You know, they really have grown uh, since the '80s. You know, and their speakers and what you guys got. Uh, I mean, you guys got a lot of speakers now i mean i don't know how fluent they are yeah. but you know to me you know dr grounds you know hats off to him and his his people down there and uh what is that spalpa yeah yeah. yeah they uh did a, a 
magnificent job, you know, getting the youth and everybody excited about learning the Yuchi language. And it is, it's tough. It's a tough language, you know. You guys, you know, like Creeks, there's a few words that kind of mean certain things, but man, your your guys' words is out there sometimes, yeah. you know. So, yep. <clears throat> kudos. Kudos to you. Yep. Young Julian. <laughs> one of one of the things I'm also proud of is uh revitalizing the language enough to where we can uh have speeches in the language at our mm. ground. And courtesy to the visitors, we'll have someone out there to translate it. Mm. And I was always proud of that fact that we can just at any of these grounds that can have a speech in Creek or mm-hmm. Uchi or any any of these other tribes that can make that speech in their language primarily and then have uh, someone translate it into English for the ones that don't know. They used to call that uh, speech the long talk, you know, but, you know, nowadays uh, you mention that and everybody looks at you like, what? But that's that's what they used to call it, you know, kind of giving you the rules yeah. about the dance. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, again, you know, I, I think it's cool when you see tribes out there that have people that can do those things at their dances. You know, very few tribes out there you'll run across that actually still do the, those kind of things, get up there and speak and and uh, and sound good. You know, some of them, you know, they're trying, you know, and I commend them on that, but some of them it just sound like they're reading mm-hmm. off of something. And, you know, you get, you know, like those Yuchis, man, boy, they sound keen when they get up there and yeah. really talk. But, and uh, Ponca's the same way, too. They got their... Speakers and, you know, Pawnees, I know Pawnees do that at some of their dances. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, again, you know, I know it's a, it's a tough thing out there, especially when you don't have people wanting to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes, you know, it takes money to do all kinds of things. And, you know, even, you know, nowadays to learn a language, it does, it costs a lot of money and some tribes just don't have those resources. So. You know, I'm, yeah. I commend you, you know, as an individual, you know, trying to take it upon yourself to to uh, learn those languages. Yeah. I understand what you mean about uh, it sounds like they're just reading it because mm-hmm. uh, each tribe has a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, our elders told us that the way you, uh, the way you sound right now sounds like you're just reading it off the paper. You're not supposed to make it sound like that in our language. There's a rhythm that makes you sound like you're singing it. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. so they say, understand what you're saying, understand what you're reading, but listen to the way the elders speak because it sounds like they're singing. Mm-hmm. True, true. Nice. Keep it going. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little harder. Oh, <laughs> dang. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, Calm <wait>. down. <laughs> Not time yet. Not time for that. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Keep it going. Um, we're we're all here to help each other. So you'll get it going. You'll there get you it popping. And no, uh, so 
Hold on. Well, first, uh, let me shout out some businesses. Um, if you need a new roof or anything, hit up Roofing with Thomas. Why not? I mean, hail storms over. Hail storm season's over. Thunder season's over. Like tornado season's done with. But get ready for next season. Hit up Roofing with Thomas. That's Thomas Longacre, friend of the show. He was on episode eight, I believe. It's been so long ago. Still haven't looked at it from the last time I shouted out, but hit him up for a new roof. Um, let him inspect your roof and yeah, let him know I sent you uh, for branding um, expansion. Hit up One Trip Media. That's Wes uh, Cunningham and Brittany Bendabout. Another some more friends of the show. Those are my homies right there. Some good friends. They help out. They help out a lot with what I got going on with everything I do. And they do really great work. They know what they're doing. They love what they're doing. And they'll work with you. They help out with websites, graphic design, videography, uh, photography. They, they know it all. Like, just, just hit them up. Uh, One Trip Media on Instagram. Uh, Wes Cunningham is shooting for balance on Instagram. Facebook is One Trip Media as well. So hit them up. Let them know I sent you. And I, I can't think of anybody else, if you, if you guys know. but yeah yeah hit them up let them know i sent you they're great people great people to work with and so yeah now to chris chris Mm. hill when did you start storytelling uh i mean i don't really call them storytelling uh, because i don't really consider myself a storyteller Mm. you know i know uh with a lot of tribes you know you've got particular storytellers out there you know even like uh with uh my people mm-hmm. you know there's specific people i don't want to say they have the right you know i know a lot of tribes they talk about oh you gotta have the right to do this right to do that and you know i'm not saying anything like that but you know i know with our muskogee stories there's a lot of tradition with that and some of those stories you know go deal with medicine type issues and what i mean by medicine i mean old school Indian ways, you know, so I'll, I try to refrain from, you know, saying I'm a storyteller or, you know, because people start saying, God, he thinks he's a medicine man or something <laughs> like that. So he with you like that. <laughs> Boy, and, uh, but, you know, again, you know, I just kind of myself, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to learn, you know, what for me uh, to learn what is on the other side, you know, um, I, uh, again, have heard all these stories growing up, you know, from little people to uh, Bigfoot and some others that you're not allowed to name. You know, it goes back to this language thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't know any better, you know, uh, then, you know, somebody hopefully should, you know, share that knowledge with you. Why not to say some of these things? You know, and so, you know, again, myself, you know, I, I'm just trying to learn, you know, and, and find out, you know, a little bit more uh, for myself on some of these issues. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but to uh, well, I mean, answer on. your question, <laughs> I understand what you were saying. It's a long way around. I got the old Indian way. Hold on, hold on. He's a, uh, I meant like uh well, I remember you said like you've always shown interest in like different tribes you meet. You ask like what's your 
mm-hmm. like what what ghost stories or like what can you tell me and you've always shown like an interest in it mm-hmm. and what i should have said though was like when did you start going on tour is that the right word well, I mean, <laughs> again, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, just kidding. Well, I'm gonna give you that old ending <laughs> phrase. I'm gonna talk for three hours and when, not when say nothing. The, when did no. the tour start? No, no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you know, again, you know, growing up around these ceremonial grounds around the churches, you've heard stories. You know what to do and what not to do. And again, like I said, you know, you back then, you know, you had grandparents that that knew those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And that would share those things, these stories, why not to uh, whistle in the dark or why, you know, not to eat in the dark, you know, or you would hear stories of uh, why, you know, if you have a bedroom, why you don't put chairs in there. And if you do, you put things in those chairs, you know, or, you know, certain time of the year, you don't have mirrors uncovered. You cover them up at night, and um, you know that a lot of that you would hear not only from my people, but a lot of these stories that I would go and find, they're a lot similar, mm-hmm. you know. And so, ever since I can remember, I would have a grandma, auntie, you know, or an uncle, you know, tell me these stories and why. Why not to do certain things? You know, again, goes back to the language, you know, learning those kind of things. And, you know, like I was telling you earlier, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, I got uh, privileged to, you know, travel, you know, around uh, the U.S. And I got to meet a lot of elders from a lot of different tribes and well-respected elders, too. And... um you know, some of the things that they would say, you know, tell me or, or, or talk to me about, you know, it, it just fascinated me because, you know, I grew up that way, you know, hearing those kind of stories. And so it always intrigued me. I always, you know, look at Hollywood and I see these magnificent pharaoh stories, these Egyptian stories, you know, werewolf stories. And, you know, if you go to Indian country and you you go ask an elder they've got stories like that amongst their people you know wherever you go through indian country you know we've we've got stories that are just flat out eerie and spooky and um again but a lot of them they have a purpose behind them you know reason why these things happen and you know again you know, it, it just took somebody like me to ask and want to learn for these elders to share with someone. And even though I wasn't their tribe, because I came and I asked them in a good way, they were willing to share with me, you know. And that was the old Indian way, you know, uh, somebody young and asked something of you. You know, you, you did those things. You told them. You didn't have that mentality, oh, I'm going to hide it. You know, you know, this is someone that's wanting to learn. Then they would share those things. So, again, you know, ever since I was a little bitty guy, I heard the stories. You know, and the older I got, as we all do, you know, we want to see if it's real. 
you know, or, or you know, we want to say we did it because we're we're that warrior way. God, but <laughs> you know, but you know, so even at an early age, I was the one that you know tried to figure out, you know, were these true true stories or not. So <clears throat> that covering up the mirror, I learned that one the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 paranormal activity ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> Would you, have you? Are you on TikTok? No, that's okay. Are you on TikTok? I mean, you, I have. Um, so I there's this. Okay, so there's this filter on TikTok where. Okay, so it's like a filter. Where if you put it on like a face, it'll make the face move, right? So people were putting it on their dead relative's face. Like their picture, Golly. and it was making them move. Like their eyes are blinking, and they were smiling or smirking or something. So people started doing that in mirrors. Um, this one guy did it first. He put his head against a mirror, and he put the camera. It was showing him obviously, but it was on the uh, mirror face, mm-hmm. and in the mirror face, the eyes would looked at him. That was all it did, and it gave like this like little evilish, like eerie smirk. Mm. And he pulled his head back because he seen it, and it would because it wouldn't move. That's all it did. It just looked at him, and it just like kind of gave this like little smirk, and it wouldn't like smile or look the other way or blink. Like mm-hmm. it just looked at him like straight up. And he pulled his head away and he cut the camera off. Mm. And then that made like its way like all through TikTok. People were sharing it, and then like duetting it and there are people saying like you don't do that you know like that's another i don't know our i don't know your explanation but people on there were saying like it's another parallel universe or something like that like a portal yeah and they're saying like you don't play with mirrors like that so then you know it becomes a trend and then people start doing it people started doing it like just to do it Mm -hmm. same thing like the eyes are just look at them same thing like Mm -hmm. Some some of them would blink, and then or some wouldn't smile. They would just the eyeball would just look like at the person when they're looking, like their heads on the mirror. Mm. So, you know, uh, um, like I said earlier, you know, I don't I don't care what nationality you came from or you come from. You know, there's a lot of different stories out there, and you know, when it comes to mirrors. You know, there's a lot of cultures that believe that, you know, there's a, another world behind that mirror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because of that, you know, sometimes if you're in that depressed state or, or you know, you're mad or you're just not in your right mind for whatever reason, sometimes you can tap into those negative forces and you can utilize that mirror to see things. And, you know, it's not just the Indian thing. You know, it's across the board with all people. So a lot of a lot of these old stories, I mean, you can read these great novels, old-time novels, 1800, talking about mirrors and things like that, you know. And, you know, I know, like, uh, I, I've heard, you know, recently, you know, some dancers, you know, I'm talking about, you know, traditional dancers, you know, use the mirror to kind of, Oh, yeah. you, know, you know reflect you know negativity i guess mm. that's what you what you might say so you know mirrors have you know there's tons of stories out there about uh mirrors but you know if you guys are interested in hearing some of those stories uh, i'm going to be doing an event october 29th in ponca 
White Eagle, uh, Ponca Nation's Powwow Grounds. And they're going to talk a little bit about stories just like that. So, you know, again, you know, if you want to learn a little bit more, I encourage you to come down to White Eagle over there by Ponca City. And uh, they're going to have a bunch of stories just like that. So, What's one of the, <clears throat> what was like your first story you heard as a kid? Do you remember? About a mirror? No, like just, just like the first story that kind of sparked your interest, I guess. Okay. Or uh, like that maybe scared you a bit or? Well, um, I'm going to tell you this story uh, that, that is one that kind of got me kind of interested in kind of thinking of things. Um, I had a relative, you know, he was well known in that Wetumpka area. And uh, uh, he once told me that, you know, during this rainstorm, he, uh, he lived way out in the country, and uh, he didn't have uh, electric, uh, he had old school house, you know, he still had to have lanterns and, you know, outhouse and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, because, you know, he built that house, you know, in the late 1800s, you know, and, and uh, uh, Anyway, to make a long story short, he said that this young lady came through his front door with a baby and sat in one of his chairs and began to cry. That baby began to cry. And, you know, he told that young lady, said, I'm not, you're not welcome here. This is my home for my family. And, you know, you need to go on. You know, and the way he told this story, you know, of course, I was staying the night, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of flipped me out. But, you know, uh, I will say that home had a lot of eerie things in it. You know, you'd hear noises out in the woods, uh, things walking on the porch. And this was a close relative of mine. And um, not only myself, but my other relatives that were my age. Sometimes we'd all stay out there together, and man, I tell you what, I mean, you know, after hearing these stories and knowing what's out there, you know, it it really wakes you up, and you know, at that point, I knew that there's something out there, Mm -hmm. you know, what he's telling me is not made up, it's not a dream, It, it, I knew that it it was real, not only for him, but because of the other experiences that you could have in that home. You know, things moving, you know, seeing shadows out the side of your uh, eyes, you know, and, and or or hearing voices in the room where you're the only one home, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, when he would tell me that, even as a young child, you know, I already knew, you know, there, there's something, something ain't right. And so again, you know, to answer your question, that was probably the first story that I heard that kind of, it's always stayed with me and I've always thought about that. And again, that's kind of the reason why I do what I do to kind of find out, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I had a story story I was wanting to kind of 
visit. Well, it's not really a story, but, you know, it goes along the line of, of your question. You know, uh, again, you know, growing up uh, here in Oklahoma, I had another relative that lived out east, uh, eastern part of Oklahoma. And uh, uh, that home that they lived in was an old family home you know uh, and that home used to be an old uh, turn of the century funeral home for Indians Mm -hmm. that's where they would you know take all their people to prepare for funerals you know and uh, anyway to make a long story short you know uh, over time you know one of the sons you know, inherited that home, you know, it's always stayed in the family, and, and uh, like I said, you know, they had a, a barn, and, you know, a regular house, you know, but again, you know, these, these homes that I'm talking about, you know, they weren't like today's home, where you have electric and running water, you know, they had, uh, they actually had that home converted to electricity, but it was kind of like a like the 1900s type of electricity, you know, those where you uh, had those uh, circuit breakers with those things mm-hmm. that you, uh, fuses that you would screw in, they'd mm-hmm. blow out all the time. And But that home, like I said, you know, it was a turn-of-the-century funeral home, and it was mainly dedicated for Indians out that way, east, east eastern Oklahoma. Anyway, to make a long story short, my aunt and uncle uh, ended up uh, giving that home to one of their children. And uh, as a kid, I used to go out there and visit. And you talk about a scary place. That was a pretty scary place. Uh, uh, You could hear horses pulling up. You know, you could hear them walking, and you could hear those reins, those mm-hmm. little iron reins of the horse stop, and you could hear the horses make noise. Mm-hmm. You'd look outside, there wasn't nobody there. And uh, sometimes, when if you were in that home, it didn't matter how many people was there, one of those lights would flick on. And you could hear it, because they were loud. They'd go click. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, but that... That wasn't the the bad part about it. The the barn, where which which was, was I was always told is where they prepared the the bodies. You know. Uh, anyway, uh, they didn't embalm back then. You know, they just went and you know wrapped them up and mm-hmm. did certain things. And uh, anyway, any animal you would try to put in that. I guess they tried to convert it to a barn. It wasn't an actual barn. It was where they prepared the bodies, but people tried to turn that into a barn. And the animals you would put in there would end up dead the next morning. No matter what you put in there, hog, horse, you know, pig, you know, whatever, chickens, they'd all be dead. Hmm. And uh, I remember... uh, them asking, you know, what what could be done for that, you know, because they were wanting to turn it into like a farm. Mm-hmm. 
And so they said, well, let's uh, get a Healy's Hyatt out there, which means, uh, uh, what you say, uh, kind of like a practitioner or a medicine man. They got one of the locals to go out there, and you know, back then those guys had what they call visions or sight. They could see things, you know, tell you, you know, a little bit, you know, before they go in there and do whatever. Anyway, he told them, said, you know, whatever. He said, I can go in there and I can kind of appease them, but I can never get rid of them because a lot of these things belong there. You know, you, you're not gonna get rid of them. And uh, he said, my suggestion is just to tear it down and, and, you know, just not use it, use it at all. He said, because too much was put in there. And, you know, if you do that, you know, you try you try to force them out. He said, it's going to be no good. Mm-hmm. So it could be very bad for the people that live there. So Whoa. to make a long story short, you know, uh, that home, was up uh, till 2015. Now they finally got rid of that whole home area, mm-hmm. so barn and everything. So, but Dang. that that thing you would have experienced. I don't care morning, noon, night. There was always something going on, and it didn't matter if you was by yourself or you was with a group of people. That whole house could be full because mm-hmm. the my relatives that lived there they had a bunch of kids. You know, and so there was always a bunch of people in that home, and still yet you'd have things, people sitting around just like we are today, and you know something would just slide across the table, or or the radio would turn on, you know, or or light would go off, you know, and that was a pretty uh, pretty spooky place. Damn. Whoa. Getting blown up over here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Covering that phone up. <laughs> Who is it? It's a fantasy football. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. So 2015, they just demolished it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, where have you investigated? I've uh, actually uh, been asked to come to several different uh, tribal uh, locations, mm-hmm. uh, different, you know, some here in Oklahoma too. And um, I would just say, you know, for uh, security purposes or, or privacy purposes, I'll just say, you know, here in Oklahoma, uh, I've uh, visited some, you know, nor- north northern Oklahoma, southern Oklahoma, and a lot of them out west, and uh, some of them, you know, uh, I, I know we've uh, when, when we've gone out there and investigated for these tribes, we always gave them full rights mm-hmm. to video, audio, all everything, and so uh, we give them everything, uh, and just to have an opportunity to go in there and look around and see what we can communicate with. And Mm -hmm. this is something I'd like to kind of say, you know, as far as I go when I go out there, because people always consider me like a ghost hunter. And I'm not really a ghost hunter. Uh, 
I'm I'm a ghost. No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. No, I'm just teasing. But no, <laughs> I I I, uh, I just consider myself someone going out there and to visit with these spirits or entities. You know, because you know, one thing that really gets kind of old with me is that you know I watch all these ghost hunter shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. And go, out, go out there and start hollering at them and you know cussing at them and trying to get them to perform well the thing that i don't know if these guys don't just know any better or what but you know these used to be people Mm -hmm. used to be somebody's father or mother or aunt or uncle brother or sister and so you know again you know i i have disrespect for those ones that go out there and you know Try to get these guys to move. Hey, hey, move this cup. Move this. If you hear, you know, knock on the door three times. You know, these are people, or you know, they were once people. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to get them to f- perform, you should try to communicate with them. How would you like for someone to say, "Hey, hey, guy, move, move this bench. Move this bench. Move this, you know, you gonna get mad. You say, "Who are you coming in?" my place and asking me to move stuff, you know, know? so, you know, to me, you know, I'm not, I don't really consider myself that, you know, I just go out there and I just try to talk to them and find out, you know, what I can find out from them. And like I said, you know, some of these tribal locations, you know, we've gotten some pretty eerie messages, you know, from some of these spirits that have gone on. You know, some of their messages are for their family, you know, that are still around. You know, some of these messages are for uh, loved ones that they're looking for. You know, some of these messages are for um, for people that, you know, that were close to them. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, the messages that we, we got in a lot of these investigations, you know, I know not only was disturbing to myself, but for for the individuals that got to hear those investigations. And so with that being said, you know, I myself, I've always tried to be more respectful, not only for the ones that have passed on, but for the ones that are present, because I know some of these things can be heartbreaking. Yeah, um, <clears throat> what was I going to say about about the ghost thing? So, I never thought of it like that, though. Like, just communicating. Well, I think I have, but there's so many of these freaking shows out where, yeah, they're, like, yelling at them and, you know, like, coming into where they, like, reside and just saying, like, speak to us, like, yeah. in a real aggressive way. You know, and like I never thought of to like I've never seen nobody else like um real calm, you know, like, hey, you know, like can we talk or I don't know how you like start it off, you know. Yeah. Sometimes uh I know like uh some of these places I've gone to, you know, well, I will say all, all these places I've gone to that are native. I always going back to the language part, you know, this guy over here, you know. I've always invited someone that spoke the language in the area that we're investigating. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason I do that is because, you know, one, I want to show them I come in the most respect. You know, I'm going to try to communicate with them Mm -hmm. best way I can. You know, and sometimes, you know, I have that speaker that can talk to them because sometimes you'll get these messages and you think they're uh, mumbled stuff. But, you know, some of them, they're in old languages. And if you don't know how to determine them or translate them, then, you know, you're out of luck. So, again, you know, when I go in, I always ask that I have someone, an interpreter, someone that can speak that language. So, you know, if we we go into this area, whatever tribe it is, you know, I try to work with whomever that can help us. Now, sometimes that can be the most difficult thing because a lot of these guys, one, they're fired up at the moment, but when they actually get the message, you know, it can be, you know, again, like I said, disturbing. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I always let them know up front, you know, uh, we want to communicate with them best way we can, you know, and if you can help us, you know, help us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, again, I, I try to do the things in the most up, most respect because again i i have that philosophy that they were once living people mm-hmm. and so you know and you know if you study you know your native cultures you know there was always you know a ritual or a way to communicate in that way and so you know i think about those things you know when i go out and i do 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 the things that i do and you know, that encompasses a lot of things, not only communicating with the ones that are on the other side, but also communicating with other spirits that can be helpful to you in in a situation like that. You know, one thing I'm, I always crack up, you know, one of my favorite shows to watch, and it, it's not because I think he's a good guy. I just think it just tickles me is to watch that Ghost Adventures guy. You know, and uh, cracks me up. You know, now he's been doing this so long. You know, he's starting to pick up old Indian ways. You see him got that sage and that feather, and he's and he's starting to name people too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, but uh, I said, dang that guy. Some Navajos must have gave him that way. For a dish, come out there with that ribbon shirt on next next episode. God, dogs. But you know. You know, there are things, you know, you've always heard, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. You know, same thing with this. If you're going looking for it, get ready because you might find it, and it may not leave. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's times that things will come home with you if you do this. Some of those things not only will come and haunt you, but will make you sick physically, spiritually, and mentally. And people don't understand that. And, you know, I hear that that guy on Ghost Adventures, he's starting to talk about those things, how he's almost lost his mind, you know, how things have jumped on him. And, you know, he had to go to the church and the church helped him out. But then he's back out there acting, acting up, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, again, you know, it, it goes hand in hand with those original stories, you know, that, you know, hopefully... If anybody's out there interested in, in going out there and finding these things that, 
you might want to go and visit with your 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 tribal elder to kind of figure out what you're going to do once you find what you're looking for because you know those things are real you know people think oh just around october october 31st you see ghosts you know or at night time no if a ghost wants to communicate with you or try to communicate with you it's any time day or night morning when you sleep you eating you know going to the o no god <laughs> might tell you to flush <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know they will communicate with you but you've got to have an open mind to to listen to those things to hear those things and so with that being said you know um i know everybody you know gets antsy and wants to run out there with the camera or recorder and catch things and you know I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing but i will say that you know what are you going to do if that thing doesn't want to go mm. you know if if it finds that it can communicate with you maybe that's all it's wanting to talk to somebody because you know you have to look at it from their perspective the way i look at it is because they're wanting to be heard most of the time. There's a message that they're wanting to put across. And they're looking for anybody out there that that, that might help them with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, one thing I was always told, too, that these supernatural beings, whether it's a spirit or whether it's these other entities out there, good or evil, they don't communicate with you like this through your mouth. They communicate to you through your your mind. And so with that being said, you know, if they really truly want to communicate with you and you're open, you're going to get that message one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I don't, again, I know I'm probably taking too much time on this subject, but I just wanted to you know, just say that little bit about that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. How many, how many people's in your crew? Like when you do these? Well, um, I used to belong to several uh, paranormal groups. The majority of them, they were non-native. I'll be the first one to say that. You know, uh, because non-native seem to have more money. No, they don't be going to the casino. No, No, uh, uh, most of the people that I've I've, uh, uh, ran with, you know, they had, you know, all these fancy equipment and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, it was just, it was just helpful. But, you know, due to COVID, I hate to say this and, you know, not, not to offend anybody, but, you know, a lot of these groups, they're no longer around, you know, and, uh, there's only one group that I belong to now that's still, everyone's still around, but we just haven't gone out yet. Mm. And so we're just kind of waiting, you know, to see how things go. You know, I've done other type of investigations lately, but it's kind of been like a solo, but, you know, to answer your question, this is just kind of a funny comment. I guess uh, on the thing and everybody's gun ho when it's, you know, planning 
you know, we went down to Fort Gibson and we were supposed to uh, investigate, you know, a couple of the buildings down there on that fort. And there was 22 of us strong, ready to go. Dang. And uh, had cameramen, audio men, even a couple psychics, supposedly. And dang, came all, all the way down to two of us. Dang. And yeah. so two of us showed up. And this was kind of a big area, you know, if you've ever been to that little ford over there you know i've never been there um there's a lot of buildings a lot of stuff to cover but a lot of it's rugged and so you know i made that choice to say well we'll we'll stay here for a few hours but then we'll go ahead and call it quits but you know with the the material that we did get you know uh, it came out pretty good we had uh, quite a bit of sightings in that area uh got you know, a little audio here and there, and um, some pretty cool uh, experiences in that area. And uh, we did another, or I've been I've been to another fort at one time, and I'm not gonna exclude or or say the location because this one was. Uh, 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 very uh interesting place to go you know most of these forts you know i will say uh when they would bring those indians in they would house indians that didn't get along mm. you know because they were hoping that they would you know massacre each other while they were at these forts and this one place was well known to be super haunted but uh when I was able to bring the language people in and and to go around and, and visit these these buildings and, and grounds, you know, come to find out, you know, not only were these people physically fighting in this fort, but you had these uh, tribes, they were fighting I don't know how you would refer it to other than supernatural battling, mm. you know. And in during those times, you have to understand these tribes that they put together, you know, they were mortal enemies, you know, at one time. And so, you know, you have bad blood to begin with, and you put them in one area, one small area together. Yeah, you're gonna have conflict, and so. You know, those interpreters kind of found out that kind of information and asked us to uh, stop and to uh, just uh, move on. So we uh, gave them all our recordings, all our, our, our materials and things like that. So um, that to me was you know, a different type of, uh, I don't really consider that one really a haunting mm -hmm. because it, that wasn't really that, I mean, there were spirits there, but what was really causing the, uh, uh, problems there was that old, old ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask you something. Damn it. I forgot. Um, was it about a cheeseburger? 
No, it was about um baloney. No spam. I'm just kidding. Ah. No, no. Hot bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite fried bread? No, just kidding. Uh, no. Um, what do you think a spirit is? Like some people say it's energy. Some people say it's a mist. Or what? What are your thoughts on what a spirit is? Well, that's a that's a real complex question, you know, and and. Uh, Actually, a good question, you know, uh, that spirit, you know, your spirit, you know, uh, is is what they always say is you, mm-hmm. you, you know, this body that we entail, you know, whether you believe that old way or you believe this Christian way, you know, this church way, you know, that that inner spirit, that that energy Is, is what you truly are and that's why you know you know across the board again you know many tribes they believe you know in those uh death ceremonies you know the four days type mm-hmm. thing you know to give your body that you know that time to to or your spirit that time to travel take care of those things and and i guess to answer your question you know I guess you would consider it all being energy because they say, you know, once you reach that other life, you know, it's, it's a combination of, of everything. You sound like Yoda, you know, you're everything, you're everywhere. You're, you're in the air, you're in the water, you're in the wind, you know, you're, you're everything that's everything. And so, that's kind of those old sayings, but, you know, I know, uh, that's another reason, you know, I try to communicate with these spirits to find out more about that afterlife, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, whether you believe that old way or Christian way, you know, they say if you had a good life, you know, you go go up, you know, and if you didn't, you go down. Mm-hmm. That's old. That's old way, you know. I don't care. Indian, white folks, black folks, you know, they, they all have that other world or re- reincarnation, you know, that you go into another being and, uh, you know, so to answer your question, you know, I, I, I myself, I consider it uh, like an energy, you know, uh, because I've had so many experiences and visiting with so many different beings or entities, uh, their communication or their message to me, you know, was that, you know, they had things to do here. They can't give up on things. And whether it's a, a certain object or a certain goal or it's checking on family, you know, or watching family, you know, it it just kind of blows my mind, you know. Uh, like I was saying, you know, I've, 
always heard that you know you live that good life you go up if you live the bad life you go down and you know some of these individuals that I've got to visit with you know you would consider them or I guess the communities would consider them pious men but yet they're still here you know, and uh, there's some that, you know, as a spirit, they will tell you they should have done something different. Yeah. And that, to me, is, is for me, is the most disturbing thing out there is to find out that old saying, you might lie to me, you might lie to your neighbor, but you're not going to lie to the man upstairs. Mm-hmm. And that's loud and clear when you talk to some of these spirits. And uh, I'm not here trying to convert anybody to Christianity or a good way of life. I'm just telling you what was told to me by these these things. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> have you ever like seen one? So, well, like, first off, like, there's, like, shadows, and then there's, like, I've I've seen, when I was a kid, like, I've seen, um, I've told this, like, on the past two. So, you're familiar with Pawnee, and, <clears throat> you know, the old IHS building? Mm-hmm. And then the, I guess, the dentist building right next to it. So, it's one time, me and my dad, like, I'd go to my, I'd be with my dad, like, on every other weekend, and so there's a tribe, right? Like that back road to the tribe. And then there's that back road, like to the, was it the Calic Bridge or something like that? Mm-hmm. Then that road that goes onto that road to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So we were coming back from Tulsa one time and he took that way. Like he was, he just likes back roads, I guess, or whatever. Like he just, whatever. Like he's not like, he doesn't get freaked out or about anything. And so we were just driving and I remember, I think I may have just woke up, maybe. But um, I remember us driving through there and driving across the bridge. And we go to the tribe, driving through the tribe. And it was like 10, 11 p.m. Like, it was dark. But the moon was out. And then we were driving up. And then we're driving by the tag office. And then we're coming up on the IHS, the old IHS building. And then we're coming up, man. And then... And then I saw this, like, um, it was like a light blue, like, um, almost like a, like a sculpture. Like, you know, like people have sculptures of people, but it's just their torso and up. So it was that, and it was floating out of the, I guess it's the, it wasn't a dentist building. It's the one by it. I don't know what it is now. I don't even know what that building was, but it like floated through the wall like coming out of um that building and it was it went in that open open field i guess like where the ihs was and it was like floating and then like i seen it and i was like dad you see that i was like dad look and then like i i don't know if he looked or not but i was like glued to the fucking um window and i was like watching it and it just looked like a a statue like a light blue it was like an outline you could see the outline of a person no arms it was just a body and a a torso and a head 
and it was just floating, like float, like and it looked like we were gonna meet up with it, like intersect it, and then it just kind of like dis, like it turned into like a mist or something, and it just kind of like faded away, and like I wasn't afraid, I was like excited, I guess, like I just was like, did you see that? I was like, did you see that? And he just said like, yeah, like yeah, I seen that, <laughs> and he just got kept driving, and then so. Um, I remember I asked him like maybe a couple years later, I just kind of brought it up cause we were driving there. It was daytime though. And I remember asking him, I was like, I was like, Hey, remember that time we seen that ghost like f- come out of the building? And he was like, no, <laughs> like, I don't know if he wanted not wanted to talk about it or what, but he just said no. And then I just kind of dropped it. But then it's like, okay, so did I imagine that? Or did he really not see it and he was just agreeing with me? Because, you know, like, I was probably, like, eight or nine. And so kids, though, they can see stuff. Like, maybe he didn't see it, but I did. And then I was just kind of, like, excited. So he might have said, like, yeah, I see it. Not knowing, like, what I was even seeing. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think I explained to him, like, what I seen. Like, I just said, like, I just remember, like, having this, like, um, excitement. Mm -hmm. Not being afraid just like excitement of like did you do you see that like just amped up i guess that i actually seen something like but i didn't really know what a ghost was or anything i just saw this thing like floating out of the only ghost i know of was patrick swayze (laughs) (laughs) and casper yeah yeah. and so this thing was like a light blue and the moon was like bright so it was you know it lit up the buildings and the ground there and and it was just a light blue thing floating, and then it just turned into, like, a mist. Yeah. But I'm still, like, older now. I'm like, okay, was I imagining that, or was I just waking up, maybe? And I was like, maybe I was dreaming. But I, it's, like, real, like, to this day. Like, I remember, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And so, but he, yeah, and that's why I think, like, did he see it, too? Or did he just say, yeah, I seen it? but he didn't see it and I was still a kid still innocent or whatever and but that was like the only thing I've like ever seen after that like getting older I never I never seen anything I just heard stuff and um and I remember like working in Santa Fe at this La Fonda Hotel I was maybe too tired but I would see like those corner of my eyes like I'd turn and then something would run by my vision yeah. on the corner of my eyes. And I was like, maybe I'm f- tired, but it was happening like every other night. And that place is old too. Mm. That's an old hotel. Like it's been there for, I don't know how long, but it's, it's pretty old. Mm. And so, so seeing that and then, but seeing a full on like thing floating out of a building when I was a kid, I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know if I was, waking up like that's that's what i remember seeing so i don't know if like have you seen something like that like or like just shadows or well first of all i just want to say that you probably or, had a bad you, piece of baloney no, <laughs> or what do you think i see well you know that that's you know a good possibility especially in the area that you're talking about you know you and i both know you know uh the city of pawnee is an old place you mm-hmm. know especially uh uh, those buildings that are on the reserve over there, you mm-hmm. know, and that old hospital, 
you know, um, I've heard a lot of stories myself being down there of, 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 uh, people seeing things and, you know, over my years, you know, I've, ex I've seen and experienced not only the shadows, but, it, the, you know, the, you know, this is where I'm not really called a ghost hunter because I don't know all those technical terms like that old man Google sitting yeah, up right here. Google. Uh, old man like that way but uh you know they got terms you know uh, you know for the the ghost that you see like the upper the upper torso of the of, of the body or you might just see the legs or or just the feet you know they got names for those really you know i don't know them but, oh but uh you know and the only one i know is that full body apparition and you know i've seen them and I guess part of me, I've always wanted to capture one on video or on, you know, taking a picture of one. But, you know, a lot of the times when I'm in these places, you know, sometimes when you see things, you know, it just catches you off guard, you know. And, and you know, sometimes I haven't been as lucky to catch a full body apparition but i'm definitely trying to do that i've seen them with my own eyes with a group of individuals we've seen them and i've got this funny story well i don't know if it's funny or not but we were doing a ghost hunt and uh, <clears throat> i was invited to participate in this group they were going to this old train station mm -hmm. and uh it's supposed to be super haunted you know they've got you know they see groups of spirits you know at this train station and i'm with all these uh young guys young guys and girls you know real technical guys got all these fancy equipment got that ghost radar and you know ghost box and got that temperature gauge you know they got all this fancy stuff and they were talking about this restroom and they said, you know, that wasn't always a restroom. It was something else. And someone in that little office died. You know, he somehow he died right there in that office. And this was during uh, World War Two when those boys were, uh, I forget what they call it. I'm getting tired, but... Uh, you know whether they have to go go to the military drafted oh drafted yeah yeah so, yeah. so apologize i'm getting a little tired yeah. but you know they got drafted and he went and somehow he died in that office you know and he was in his uniform and uh this was converted into a restroom and we there was probably about nine of us in this little restroom you know it was a pretty good size that restroom's probably about the size of this room and and uh uh, it was a men's restroom and they had you know urinals and stalls and and we were sitting there and we seen this look like a, a cutout on one of these walls look like like a man standing there with one of those old military hats mm -hmm. you know you know how those old military you know you, you ever watch those world war ii movies with those guys they had these certain type of hats kind of I always say like Smokey the Bear hat. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you, know, you can see the outline of that hat, his ears, 
in his face and, and all these guys are I was looking at it and I was pointing telling those guys you know what's that you know and they were giving me all these scientific terms what it could be might be something outside might be uh you know, we could probably, and that thing stayed there for a long time. So those guys went outside, you know, seeing if there was, you know, something standing in the way of the moonlight or something, you know, might cause that imprint on that wall. And, you know, the guys that were inside, you know, they was trying to figure out if it was something inside that was causing that image. And we were all sitting there with all our fancy equipment, all these fancy cameras and, and, what do they call it? Temperature cameras, and oh, infrared, infrared cam yeah. cameras, and stuff. And right there, right in front of us, it just faded away and disappeared. And nobody could figure it out what it was. You know, whether it was something outside or inside. But it was there for a long time. And I thought, man, that was my one time I could have got, got, got it. But nothing stayed there for a long time. But, you know, I was listening to those other, I guess what you would say, professional ghost hunters. And uh, me just being me, you know, uh, I should have took that chance and took that picture. I would have been, I would have been famous, guys. No. <laughs> They're like Chris. That's a tree. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> but I said, "Dang!" Well, I kept staring at it, staring at it, and it just vanished. Right Man, in front of all of us, and it was gone. <clears throat> Gave you a chance. He was like, "I'm here." I know. He like going like that. Yeah. So, so y'all want this? Take a picture. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm staying here. He got tired of it. So and then he had skeptics on the team. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, these supposed to be all these real technical guys, and all like, I don't know. But anyway, I'm still mad about that. So if you guys are listening out there, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> They're like, Chris, that's that's our shadow. Yeah, I know. I was like, man, that was jacked up. Man, I was mad about that thing. Man, that sucks, man. <laughs> How long were you in there, like, the entire time? Yeah, we, we were just trying to figure out, you know, and I kept saying, man, that's got to be, you know, a spear or something. And everybody was arguing with me, no, don't take a picture. It's going to be somebody standing outside or it's a, a, a lamp or, you know, something. And I'm sitting there going, guys, this bathroom part is way up. You know, because this was a, was a rain, uh, railroad station. Mm -hmm. And, but, and that, that was my fault. I should just. <laughs> you should have just did it. I should have just did it, man. I should have put that video camera on it and took some pictures and <laughs> posed up with him. And, <laughs> but I didn't, so. What? But to answer your question, yes, they come in all shapes and sizes and forms. Mm -hmm. And they've got technical terms for that. And if you want to learn them, I guess you can Google it or whatever. But I don't know that kind of stuff. I'm just uh, I'm just the Indian. So you have to forgive me for that. I just only thing I know is this. <laughs> that, like that way. What did they do when it disappeared? Oh, everybody was was in Dang. shock and they all said oh my gosh that must have been and i'm like they're uh, like nice going chris i know <laughs> blaming you 
So to this day, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you guys, no. I blame y'all. But Chris, why don't you take a picture? No, I should have. This is man. your test. But when you are invited on the crew, you know you try to, you know, make them feel good. And, you know, you don't want to overstep. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I was trying to be nice because I was the only Indian guy on there. And man, I said, golly. Anyway, that, that's, but I've seen, I've been, you know, in hotels and I've been, I was in this one hotel, I want to say up in Michigan. And uh, I went up there for, with that Seminole color guard. We went up there and they wanted some help, you know, uh, taking some pictures and, you know, also, uh, Helping them drive up there and you know whatnot, so I went and one of the rooms I got. They gave me a room to sleep, and I was in there by myself, and I was laying on the edge of the bed, you know, uh, just trying to get some sleep. And I had just finished watching TV, and I turned it off. And um, you know, sometimes you get that kind of vibe, you know, something's getting ready to happen. And, mm-hmm. You could feel all the energy in that room. And I seen where I looked up and I just seen these old dress shoes and these kind of like wool pants standing at the doorway. And it caught me off guard so quick. You know, and, and I was sitting there just looking at the shoes you know, I'm thinking, did somebody come in here without me knowing? Because, you know, those old rooms, they had that double lock and mm-hmm. they had that little uh, chain chain on yeah. it. And I, Of course, when I'd go to bed, I'd put all those things on. And, and I looked up at that door and it was still that way. Mm-hmm. And I looked back and I didn't see a body, arms, or anything. It was just like, you just seen legs in, in, in dress shoes mm. standing there. And of course, me being me, when I was young, I jumped up and I turned on every light in that room, including the bathroom light, and there wasn't nobody there. Whoa. And uh, of course, I went and talked to my relatives and they told me that area, you know, it's old area, you know, so you probably experienced something and probably did see something. So mm-hmm. anyway, those guys was always good, so they took care of my room for me in that old way. And uh rest of the night, I slept with all the lights on. Okay, yeah, so. I would too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, I ain't going to yeah. be saying I was a warrior. I just went to sleep, but no, it was Put that. after seeing something like that, just catch you off guard. It just it it did, you know, bother me a little bit. So don't don't take that crew over there. I know it. Uh, skeptics. <laughs> I know it. Chris, that's a statue. <laughs> Got to be a lantern. Or, like, what the? No, Chris, that's the moon shining on your dresser. <laughs> It just disappears when you turn the light off. Dang, like, Dang it, Chris. <laughs> They're blaming you again. 
sick and blamed for everything. <laughs> but but also to say, you know, there's different types of hauntings too. You know, again, I'm not the uh, expert. You know, on these terminologies and whatnot. I just said all I know is that you have a real haunting, and then you have uh, oh uh, a residual haunting, which is they consider that like kind of a just of a, a recording recording of the the happenings of when this person passed away they kind of imprint the air and that's what you know it goes back to your original question you know talks about that energy you know that energy can implant in that area and it doesn't mean that you can tear the building down and it still won't be there mm -hmm. even if you tear, tear it down sometimes it still will be there. Yeah. So, you know, it's just imprinted on that air. So, that's the kind of uh, kind of hauntings I know. And then, of course, they always consider poltergeist hauntings. And again, you know, I have heard several different definitions of poltergeist hauntings, and. Uh, I don't get that technical. I just say either ghost or no ghost. That's that's about how I go. So yeah. And I'll tell you whether it's uh, from my understanding, if it's intelligent or if it's a recording. Mm -hmm. That's about as far as I go. But to, you know, I know some of these guys that got real technical terms for it and stuff. And I don't I don't know those kind of things. Yeah. Nope. What? That might be something that's word of mouth. A Ooh. lot of those terms. Mr. Google over here. Yeah, might be that ghost messing with you. Dang, yeah. that ghost took him over. Dang. Can't find it. <laughs> What'd you look up? I looked up uh, ghost hunting terms, uh, types of ghosts. Uh... Apparitions, apparition etymology, nothing. Hmm. What is that? Full body apparition mean? and uh, related terms. Just showing up blank? No, it's just. No, just kidding. Just, <laughs> <laughs> that page. Just it just disappeared. On the <laughs> <laughs> iPad disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to type and it just disappears. <laughs> yeah. Just turned into mist. <laughs> Damn. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what uh, the torso is called, like a ghost torso. I've got someone I can uh, call, and I'll I'll try to get that information. Yeah. And I didn't know there was names like you know just for the maybe the legs yeah. or like a, a torso or. I to me that to me I just don't really bother with it, but you know again I can f try to find out for you, and I know there's a couple people I can call because. Well, somebody who was God, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were saying like they, uh, man, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were saying like it might have been the guys from Fallen Hour. I swear it was before that though, but they were saying, or somebody was saying like they seen a ghost, and it was just like me, me and you, mm -hmm. like you could touch them. They were talking, 
and they didn't know there was a ghost until they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And there's like, I mean, it's just like flesh. Like mm-hmm. that's what they were saying. And I think it was them. Cause they asked me what I thought of spirit was or a ghost, what it was. And I, I said the same thing. I was like, I think it's a, I think it's energy. Mm-hmm. I think. And then that's when I told them about my, that statue or the, the torso ghost mm-hmm. floating around and, and then they told me, I think it was them, they told me they had a experience with a ghost that was just like a person, like standing or sitting next to them, just like a, it's just like a person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I, I do have a <clears throat> story like that too myself. Um, I was working at this tribe uh, up north and um, me and uh couple of co-workers we were sitting there having kind of like a in-service meeting talking about our programs and you know what everybody was going to do that week and you know and and this reserve was way out in the middle of nowhere and um, the building that we were in was basically in the middle of nowhere too there was, the closest building was you know uh, uh, probably a good three blocks, three floor blocks away, you know, and, uh, anyway, uh, everything that you could have done, uh, was on that reserve, you know, and it was pretty flat. You didn't see a, a lot of trees or anything like that. So we were sitting in there, you know, having our little meeting in this, like a little conference room area. And this guy came in and, uh, he came in uh, to our office, and he was, Creeks had called it Staminthkuji, which, you know, he just looked, uh, I would say, worse of the worst, you know, like he was homeless, mm. and, you know, he was hungry, and, uh, and he asked, he said, do we have anything to eat there? And, of course, my coworkers, you know, dang those guys. No, <laughs> no, we ain't got nothing to eat, you know. <laughs> we ain't got nothing, you know. He goes, well, you got a few dollars. And this was an Indian man. This was an old Indian man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you know, I was new to the area. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of change, but, you know. What I had, you know, I gave to him. Mm-hmm. You know, I reached in my pocket and gave him, a, I think I, I might have had $4 at this time, and I gave it to him. And He thanked me in his language. And uh, he uh, went, stood by the doorway, and the doorway, it was kind of like those glass doors. Mm-hmm. He was standing there, I turned to my coworkers and I said, "Man, you guys are rugged up here." So I was always told, you know, be respectful to your elders. And I, said, I don't know about you guys around here. It's kind of razzing them, and dang one of them said, "All right, dang guy, gotta make me feel bad." So she reached in her purse and pulled out a twenty. I said, oh. "God," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she went to uh, 
He had, he just walked out that door. We all saw him walk out that glass door and just turn to the left. And she followed him, and she went out there, and and uh, I guess she walked all the way around the building. And she came back in, and she told us, she said, well, I'm looking for that guy. So I went outside to help her go look because I knew if he was still walking, we'd still see him, you know, yeah, unless yeah. he was he was a track star or something, you know, could book real fast. And yeah. uh, we, I walked around that building, didn't see no one out there. And... Um, of course, we come back in saying maybe he come back around and came inside. So we look, looked all through the building and there wasn't nobody there. So, you know, we all agreed that had to have been a spirit because the way he looked and the what the presence that he gave us, mm-hmm. it was just eerie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, I called back home and talked to my folks and, you know, they said, well, sometimes the creator tests you on your humanity to a man. Mm-hmm. And he said, probably you're going to get a blessing out of that. You know, a good blessing out of that. So I don't know if you would consider that a ghost or not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I knew, you know, in, in reality... This old man, this old pitiful, sickly old man could not run, you know, three or four blocks like that in seconds. Yeah. And so there was no trees, no nothing but dirt, mm-hmm. you know, no place for him to hide. So, you know, where'd this guy go? So. Damn. When was that? That was... uh Probably in 92. Really? Oh, wow. Damn. Chris, you've been around. I know it. I was thinking 2012. No, I'm just kidding. Last week. (laughs) Last week. God, it was yesterday. Yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, that was was pretty, pretty crazy. You know, yeah, because I did, you know, I gave him everything I had, you mm-hmm. know, so and I did have some good luck after that. So, you know, again, I, I, I truly believe, you know, like those old ones said, you know, sometimes maybe creator was testing us. Yeah. So that's what my old co-workers, <laughs> y'all are watching this, no, that's what y'all get. Y'all get what y'all got. Y'all <laughs> <understand>? <laughs> yeah, I try to do that, too. I try to, like, if I have. If I have cash, like, I rarely have cash on me, though. Like, I have my card all the time. But when I do have cash, like, I get asked, like, if we're downtown or something, some some person will say, you know, you got a couple dollars, and she'll give him, like, 10 or 20. Usually, that's what I carry is, like, 10 and 20. It's like, I rarely have, like, ones. But I'll just give it to him. Be like, yeah, man, go get something to eat, man. Go, go get water, something to drink, too. It was one time, this is off subject, but I when I was in Santa Fe... I went. I was working security, and uh, I went to the subway to go eat because my shift just started. And I was a uh, oh man, patrol patrol officer or something. I had to go check properties, and we had this wand where you you hit these little 
buttons and it beeps so it tracks your location. And so I remember my shift just started. I went to Subway and there was just a guy outside, you know. He was like, hey, man, you got any uh, money on you or anything? And I was like, yeah. I was like, no, I, was, I don't have money on me. I was like, I'm sorry, man. And I went inside and I was like, man, I'm going to buy this guy something to eat. So I got me a sandwich and then I got him a, like a ham ham and turkey or something like that and a big old drink and some chips and stuff and and then like I, I got it for him and I went outside and I was like here man I was like I didn't have no money I was like but I got you something to eat was right outside Subway anyway so you know and he like grabbed it and he goes what is it and I was like uh, turkey and ham I think and then he said I don't like turkey and I was like what <laughs> and he was like I don't like turkey and I was like Oh, I was like, well, I was like, you can just take it off. He's like, I don't want this shit. <laughs> he just, <laughs> that's what he said to me. He's like, and then he goes, he goes, would you get me to drink? I got him like a Dr. Pepper or something. And I was like, Dr. Pepper. He goes, I need water. <laughs> like he was like, like getting on to me and stuff. And I was like, sure, he's like, break. she just gave me money. And I was like, I don't have money. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I was trying to get you something to eat. <laughs> and he just like threw that sandwich and like threw it by him, like against the wall. Dang. He's like, thanks for nothing. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right, man. See you later. <laughs> fucking started my car and just took off. I was like, wow. I was like, I felt like shit after I was like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> so after that, I kind of started carrying money around, but nobody would like ask me for like change or anything. Yeah. But every once in a while, like I'll get asked for like change. So, so here, if I have it, mm-hmm. but I have to say like, I don't have, like I have my card. I'm sorry. So but I have to remember that. I remember your story. You remember mine too. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm gonna just say this to your nephew next time. If you're gonna spend that kind of money, you better tell him somebody's gonna eat this sandwich. <laughs> I don't care. You gonna eat it one way or the other. No. I'm just <laughs> I know I got balled out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like turkey. Yeah. I need water. <laughs> so I want avion. I don't want just regular water. Yeah. Slightly chill. Fuji water. Yeah. <laughs> or Fiji, whatever it's called. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I didn't even tell him what kind of chips I got them there in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> They're just Lay's potato chips. Dang, he might like that one, I want though. Cheetos. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah, I'll never, like, forget that because I was like, dang, made me feel all bad. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was crazy. You know, uh, uh you know, now that we're kind of talking about things, you know, it kind of jars my memory sometimes. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> now that you're kind of talking about, you know, this individual, you know, I remember one time I was in this big city uh, up in uh, Portland, Oregon, and there was a conference going on and we were walking and um, we were walking to that conference and in Portland, you know, you got homeless kind of all over the place, you know. And it, I don't know, it was just kind of disturbing, you know, people sleeping on the streets and whatnot. And and uh, we were, me and a couple of people that were, were up there, uh, we were walking in the group. We were looking for something to go, go somewhere to eat. And uh, we kept seeing this individual he was like he was on the other side of the street 
and he was walking this same same direction we were and uh i didn't really pay any attention to it but uh finally uh one of the ladies in the group you know stopped us and said hey look at that guy across the street he's been walking with this for so long and i said yeah so this is a big city tons of people around here i'm sure people will go same place mm-hmm. and she goes yeah so but he don't have no feet mm-hmm. and uh we all looked and um uh, he had went into this building this uh, tall building and uh he just disappeared and I thought, dang, I wish, you know, again, I wish I would uh took time to notice things. But mm-hmm. the moral to that story, you know, I've always been told, again, there are spirits all over the place. You know, those old Indians, you know, before they used to move into places, they used to say, you know, take care of that grounds or take care of that home before you move in. Because you never know what had might had passed away you know and so with that being said you know to me you know if you're looking for a spirit you'll find one you know wherever you're at wherever you go whether it's a big city you know hotel or maybe way out in the country you might find them because this is old country you know no matter where you're at you know the things i like to hear are, are those kind of stories you know uh I've always uh, been uh, blown away from our uh, brothers across the the border up in Canada. Those guys got some wicked stories up there. And if you ever take time to go up there and listen to their stories, man, I'll tell you what, they're nothing like our stories here. And so uh, one individual told me about this... uh, this bar you know that they had up there and you know a lot of those reservations they're miles and miles away from one another and away from uh i don't know how you say uh civilization they don't have like a lot of housing here you know they've got like hundreds of miles before you have your next neighbor you know and stuff so in some of those areas might be a little bit different nowadays but i'm assuming it's still kind of the same but, you know, a lot of those reservations, they would say they were dry reservations, which means, you know, they didn't have, you know, drinking. And so they would have a, a place kind of outside their reserve, you know, kind of on a four corners type road, you know, where people could go and and booze up and snag up, as they say here in Oklahoma. <laughs> but uh, they said, uh, you know, uh, one night in this bar said uh, you know you got your locals that are always there you know all those all those aunties no I'm just kidding about, <laughs> boozing up no I'm just kidding <laughs> but anyway uh, they said uh, this man came walking in said he was sharply dressed from head to toe said he just looked keen as they say around here you knew he was someone. Yeah, he was Indian man. Had long, long, beautiful hair. Just, just good-looking man. Said you know everybody noticed him. 
But they did notice, you know, he had these tight black leather gloves on. And uh, the way they described him was that, you know, he was super friendly. And uh, he would talk to people. And, you know, he, he seemed to know everyone in this bar. Knew their people. Knew their moms, their dads, their grandfolks. You know, knew things about their people that only certain people would know. And finally, one of these guys, you know, said, came up to him and said, you know, I, I don't know you. He said, but you seem to know my folks. Who are you? And he said, he said, oh, he said, I'm just an old visitor. I come through here quite frequently. And he said, I've gotten to know the locals. And he started talking about his folks, his grandparents. And, uh, was telling him a little bit about his dad, you know, and he only knew things about his dad that only him and his dad knew. You know, he he knew that his dad was sick. You know, he's about ready to die from uh, uh, liver failure. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you know, this guy he started buying drinks for everybody. He just seemed like he had endless amounts of money, you know, and, you know, and everybody was starting to come up, you know, be friendly to him, mm -hmm. you know, and they said, uh, anyway, to, about towards the end of the night, that last call, you know, come check, come across, and <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know, people were saying, well, why don't you come over to my house? You know, we're gonna we're gonna take the party on. You know, I got you know a couple bottles here and there. And he said, no. He said, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna visit you. He said, but that'll be be my last visit when I come and see you. And uh, anyway, he walked out that bar, and uh, people all looked at and seen you know wanted to know what he was driving or what he if he walked there or what so everybody kind of kind of looked out the window and a couple of them went out the door to watch him he had got on a, he got on an old horse he jumped on it like said he rode into that dark and they said he disappeared and so when he disappeared you heard a evil laugh in the dark they got stories like that, man. That's keen. So, so anyway, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> man, I was, I was sitting there thinking, man, those are some awesome stories. But, you know, you want to hear some more stories like that, though. I'm doing another event October 23rd in Okmulgee, Oklahoma. And uh, it's not too far from Tulsa. Going to start about 630 and uh, we're going to tell a lot of different stories, but we're also going to tell some traditional stories from the Muscogee Creeks and the surrounding tribes that are in that area. You got Choctaws, Chickasaws, Seminoles, Uchis, and Cherokees. So again, uh, if you have no place to go next weekend, you know, feel free to come down and hear some more stories like that. And uh, Definitely, I'm going to tell similar stories at this one that I'm not going to tell at Ponca. Mm -hmm. So, you're going to get a little bit mixture of everything. So, yeah, better be there. 
Google. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I can't promise you if you hear these stories that your face won't get twisted up. <laughs> or your O's. No. <laughs> or for my creeks, I'll say your head of Vegas. Good. Like that, boy. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. We're about at two hours now. So, yeah, we'll probably cut it right here. So, thanks for coming on, Chris. Oh. Discussing ghosts and all that and at least giving me some answers thanks to google over here <laughs> can't can't find the proper name for the torso ghost nope. <laughs> might be just something simple like that yeah. i don't know but yeah no we try to look for the term of uh, a ghost torso can't find it the 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 ipad floated away so you know we can um couldn't find it so but yeah thanks chris for coming oh. on this was fun thanks julian for coming through oh, um he's probably gonna be doing this from now on every episode he's gonna be the guy to do our internet and all that set up everything take it down clean the house and all that um so no, i'm just kidding no i'm just kidding no, no but um but yeah thanks for coming on letting us know what you want to do and then we'll look we'll be looking forward to that shout out uh, once again, you know where you're going to be at and how to follow you and keep track of you and just kind of keep okay. up with Chris Hill. I sure appreciate that. You know, again, October 23rd, this coming Saturday, I'm going to be in Okmulgee, Oklahoma, the heart of Creek Country. Again, you know, if you have no place to go, they're going to have a couple of contests going there. I think they're going to have a Bigfoot calling contest. They're going to have a, a witch's hackle contest and a honka mash dance contest and i think they're even going to have a hickey contest yeah. <laughs> no i'm just kidding no but now it's going to be a lot of excitement you know good good free fun for the children and everyone and again if you're looking for scary stories that's definitely going to be a place to go i'm also going to be at uh, white eagle at the ponca nation on october 29th again you know, you're going to hear some traditional stories from the Ponca people. And that's going to be an interesting night. They're going to also have a ghost trail. Uh, they're going to also have a special guest show up there that night. So, again, you know, it'll be something that you definitely won't want to miss. And, again, the stories that they're going to be telling there are going to be phenomenal. Aho and Mado. How do we follow you, Julian? Well, you can just look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Instagram, the name is Fatman51. Is that uh, F-A-T or P-H-A-T-M-A-N-5-1? Okay. Um, I don't post too often, but I'm going to try to change that up and um, incorporate anything and everything content-wise on there. Uh, just trying to get back to the roots and cultural aspects, automotive stuff, just anything and everything. All right. So go follow Chris Hill. Uh, show up to the 23rd. I think I should be going there, too. Um, me and Tyler Randall from Skolden Cinema. We're going to probably head to the 23rd one. And then follow Julian. Keep up with him. Uh, he's going to be hanging out 
around here pretty often. And so he's got to clean up. And <clears throat> so, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no. The ring crew. Yeah. He's got to break down everything and, yeah, wipe down the counters. And so, yeah, um, if you're not following Oki Podcast, please do that. Uh, it's Instagram, one word, Oki Podcast. My personal is Rustamus49 on Instagram. Facebook page, Oki Podcast. Go give that a like and follow. My personal is Russell Sun Eagle on Facebook. I'll add you if you want to add me. Uh, Oki Podcast is available everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Audible, YouTube. I would say just Google it. And it's everywhere. Like, seriously, it's everywhere. So, thank you once again, fellas. This was fun. Uh, we should do it again sometime. And until next time, everybody. Peace.